Hey, beautiful soul. Before we get started today, I have a quick question to ask you. Are you ready to attract the soul clients who are all in making your sales easy and fun? Like, heck yes you are. Who doesn't want easy and fun sales, right? So, if you're feeling like your soul client is as elusive as a normal coffee order at Starbucks, like, can you feel me? Or you're feeling like you landed in an old western ghost town when you post content or create an offer and you're out there like, can I get some freaking engagement please? Or you're just feeling like you're missing something because everyone else is having success but everything you've done hasn't worked. Like, what the F? And you just want to get some more clients and some more cash. Well, I have some good news. On December 1st, I will be holding a masterclass called Soul Client Attraction. And in this masterclass, we're going to zero in on who your soul clients are and who they're not so that you know exactly who you want to work with and who you don't, making soul attraction and visibility a breeze because you know who they are and you know what they need on a deep level. We're also going to nail your brand story so that you're totally super clear on who you are as a business owner and who you're not so that you can show up with extreme confidence, attracting your soul clients that totally vibe with you. And as a bonus, I'm going to show you my super easy method to create 30 days of posts in one day. In the Soul Client Attraction Masterclass, on December 1st, again, I'm going to show you how to attract your soul clients that love you so much that they just buy the air that you breathe. They're so engaged with you that you feel like you should put a ring on it. And that they'll pull out their credit cards to work with you faster than Pinocchio's nose when he's lying because you get them. Like, you really get them. So I just want you to go over to my website theelevatedentrepreneur.net and bam right there on the front page you can sign up now let's roll this episode all right we're talking facebook groups right i'm assuming (laughs) yeah that's not what we're talking about Welcome to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Janessa McKenzie, a business mindset coach and brand strategist, and I help online experts like you stop self-sabotaging their success and unapologetically build a badass personal brand that makes marketing and sales easy. It's my mission to show you how to become who you were created to be so you can share your talents with the world, make a difference, and create the income and impact you desire. So if you're ready to end your battle with self-sabotage, regain your kick-ass confidence, and create a business and life of your dreams, listen up as I hit the BS button on the notion that hustle and hard work are all it takes to be successful, and mix the woo with the strategy to help you create the mindset, messaging, and visibility you need to attract the clients and cash that you want, while unapologetically building a powerful brand from the inside out. Now let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I am here today with Christina Jandali. Christina is a confidence-boosting, cash-creating business growth strategist who runs a seven-figure education and coaching company, helping online business owners create an engaged and profitable Facebook group. And after becoming a millionaire in her mid-20s, losing it and rebuilding it over again, holy crap. Uh, <laughs> she climbed the corporate ladder, realized she was ready to build her own dream business and not someone else's. I know that sounds familiar because it does sound familiar to me. So welcome, Christina. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So tell us a little bit more about you. Like, give me some deets on that. What the heck happened in your 20s? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> when everything came crashing down. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I had originally, I actually was going to school for occupational therapy, which is, you know, similar to physiotherapy, but helping people kind of integrate back into their life after having an accident or something that happens with them. So totally unrelated. And I got hired for a summer position and a financial firm. So I started working in this financial firm and it was just started off as an administrative assistant. And I remember one day I was preparing some reports at this financial firm for my boss and I was pulling up, pulling up these reports and they were statements for a client's account. And I was looking at the statements for the client account and I had to like look at it like three times over to count the number of zeros that I saw in the statement. And I was just so blown <laughs> away that someone had that much wealth and that was, you know, that was just sitting in these investments in this account and my world just completely opened up. And Mm. I spent a lot of time working in the financial industry. And so kind of through observation of what other people were doing, just really opened up to bigger possibilities. And so, you know, at the the ripe age of 20 years old, I was started working, uh, you know, or sort of saved up money to buy my first house. I was actually 19 when I signed the contract, 20 years old when I moved in and and kind of got hooked on real estate and had made, you know, more than seven figures in real estate, like cash money in my pocket. And then this was 2007, uh, 2007, the stock market crashed, the housing market crashed. <laughs> my, my paycheck at my job at the time went from $16,000 one month to $600 the next month. Wow. And yeah, I had a, a whole new world wake up call of realization of like really coming crashing down and went through a divorce and had a whole bunch of things happen all at once. And so it was kind of starting over and starting over from, from scratch again and, and rebuilding things. So, you know, there's a lot of things that come into play when you've kind of created it and built it and lost it. And, and, um, and so it was then on the path of kind of building up the confidence of getting out there and also finding new ways of being able to create wealth that weren't necessarily related to real estate. So that's kind of what came up with my, with my creating millions and, uh, you know, creating, <laughs> you know, becoming a millionaire and then poof and disappearing. <laughs> yeah. So how did you get into the Facebook groups? Like what, how did that zone of genius come about? So I was in, you know, I'd spent all these years in the financial space and my daughter was born and Mm. I remember, you know, being in the hospital, looking at her and wanting all the world of possibility for her. And I realized that I just wasn't living that life. I was going through the motions and going through the boxes and I had all the things that you think you could want on the outside, a new baby, a husband, a, you know, money in the bank, a house, all those things. But there was still a piece of me that felt like there was something that was missing and I, I didn't quite know what it was. And to be honest, I, you know, I made a promise to my daughter in that moment that I was going to pave the way of possibility and demonstrate to her what it was like for a woman to unapologetically go after her dream. But it took me a couple of years before I actually <laughs> had the courage to hit the go button and actually get mm. started. And when I got started, I spent all this time going to networking events and all these other things and things just happened so slowly. And I, I just had one of those moments of just thinking, maybe this isn't for me. And, and, you know, a moment that I just felt like giving up and just saying, maybe this is, I'm just not cut out for this. And in that moment, I really realized that like, what was it that I was really missing? Like, how did I create success before in my life? And why was I so stuck and stumbling right now? Why was things, why were things happening so slowly? And I realized like what the, the fundamentals that I learned previously was really about building relationships and in, mm-hmm. um, in business. And I didn't feel like I was doing that. I was building an email list and I'd send out an email and then I'd wait for someone to respond. I didn't really know who was on the other side. <laughs> 
right? Like you're just like obsessively refreshing stats. Did they open yeah. it? Did they open it? <laughs> Did they click? Did they click? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> How come they didn't open it yet? Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. What's taking them so long? Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, well, how could I create relationships and connection with people online? And that's when I realized I could do it with a free Facebook group. And so I'd been struggling to have a five figure month in my business. And the month I opened my free Facebook group, I had a $30,000 month and my mind was blown. I was like, okay, I went to something here. So that's how Facebook groups came into my life. Yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. So tell us a little bit more about who you serve right now and how you help them. Yeah. So I work mostly with uh, coaches, course creators, online experts, or those aspiring to step into those roles, really being able to um, create, build an audience and, and, and be able to create those, the connection and engagement with their audience and able and, and learning how to be able to move people from just being a member of your Facebook group, just being someone in your Facebook group, but really building up your Facebook group with your ideal clients, you know, as you talk about with soul clients, right. But being able mm. to then move them through into your paid offers in a way that doesn't feel salesy in a way that doesn't feel icky, but it is in a way that is really kind of laying the breadcrumbs for people so that that's the next logical step for them to take is to take out their credit card and make the investment. Yeah, that's awesome. So I have a free Facebook group and I feel like, you know, I, well, I love my, my Facebook group people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I am growing it. It is, has been a little slow going, but that's, it's okay because I know that the people in there are amazing and they're my, my people. So if you were, you know, wanted to add a lots of people to your Facebook group because you have this amazing offer and you're so excited about it and it's not just the offer, right? We know that it's not just the offer. It is pulling people into your sphere of influence so that mm-hmm. you can nurture them and build those relationships, right? Mm-hmm. How, how do we do that? Tell me more. So when it comes to growing your group, there's a couple things that we want to look at. So before we even get into strategy of, you know, thinking about growing the group in ways to do that, and I want to, I want to tap into that. So we're going to dive into that before getting there though. I think it's really, really important that we're, that you're super clear as to what you're inviting people to, what are they going to gain from coming into the group? What's going to be the experience that they're going to have there? Why do you want them showing up there? And so I learned this, you know, back in actually my corporate spaces, always have something to invite somebody to always have Mm. some, something to invite someone to. So whether that's an event that you're doing, you're running a challenge or you're running a masterclass series, or you've got just a, a post in there that's just a juicy post that's answering a top of mind question to them. But that, that quick hit, that initial win really creates the space for being, being able to say, to, you know, direct someone that they're going to gain something immediately by clicking to join. Now, mm-hmm. once they're in your job, then is to be able to engage them and nurture them and to be able to build a relationship with them and continue to move along. So if you've got something juicy, just like you're going to bribe someone to get on your email list with a free gift, you want to bribe someone to come into your Facebook group with something that's going to be of value to them. That's going to answer that top of mind question. 
when you've got that, then it's looking at, okay, well, how do I actually get members to come inside my group? So there's only three forms of traffic that get to bring members into your group. So there's free. So free would be going on a podcast interview. Free could be going on guest blogging. Free could be all of your social media efforts. Free could be speaking, right? Maybe not so much mm-hmm. right now in the sense of in person, but it could be <laughs> virtual speaking, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So free methods are great, but they also, it's a long-term strategy. It takes longer to really start to see the rewards from it coming in. Free can also be outreach where you're making those personal invitations and that can be quite effective quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Then, you're, then you've got your paid traffic. So that's running ads, of course, right? You're paying now to be able to generate traffic, to turn the faucet on, to be bringing people in. So you've got mm-hmm. paid methods of growth. And then the third one, which is often overlooked is joint venture traffic. And with joint venture traffic, you're ultimately able to be able to collaborate with other people. It could be one person, it could be multiple people where you're able to tap into their existing audience. You're able to have access to their existing audience and together come through with the collaboration. So a fun thing to do is let's say you put on an event and this could go on for a couple of weeks. It could go on for, you could have a whole month where it's sort of this giveaway experience and You can have different speakers or experts or people coming in each day that are sharing some piece of value. They have the opportunity to be able to, you know, invite people to get their free gift and so on. So it's a win-win. It could be an interview series or just like a giveaway of providing a gift. But now you've got something every day that's enticing or encouraging people to come in. So not only does it build your group, but it also gives you the opportunity to be able to engage those members that are coming in. And oftentimes people at the beginning, like when they're first earlier stages of business, are like, well, but I don't know anyone. And who am I? I don't have a group yet. I, I uh, who's going to want to come speak to my group. Who's going to want to mm-hmm. come hang out. Who's going to so- want to come into my small little group with 50 people. Like I've gotten that many times. Yeah. People, people have asked me to come, Oh, will you do a, um, you know, come do a training or whatever. I'm like, yeah, sure. They're like, well, I only have 50 people. I'm like, um, no, you have for 50 freaking people. Like that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. is no, no, you only have 50 people. <laughs> Those are, I always like to look at it from the perspective of imagine a room with the number of people that you have inside of your group. And so there's mm-hmm. 50 people. Imagine speaking in front of a room of 50 people, different perspective, right? Yeah totally different perspective. And if you don't love on and appreciate and, and um, each, every single one of your members, including that very first member that you have, then, you know, you really don't deserve to have more members. So it's important Mm -hmm. to remember, right. To love and appreciate every single person. that's a human being in someone's life that you have the opportunity to change and, and be grateful for that because that's really how you have the opportunity to create more and expand. Yeah. I have a a friend actually that describes it as there is a heartbeat at the end, you know, on the other side, just don't forget the heart heartbeat on the end of the, uh, on the other side of that, because it's true. We, we forget that we forget the human aspect of, you know, just seeing people's names and words or, you know, seeing their posts and everything's written. I mean, you know, people do video and things like that and that's great, but it's still on a screen. So it's sometimes we do, we lose that human piece of it. Like there really is someone over there watching what you're doing, reading your posts, you know, excited that you can help them. And, you know, 
have a life that you can change. Absolutely. I love that. There's a heartbeat mm. on the other side. I'm, yeah. I'm going to write it down. Yay. <laughs> Sold. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And I like what you said earlier too, about what experience are, you know, are you going to give them or what experience are they going to get when they come into the group? Because I think that is uh, overlooked a lot as well that, you know, um, I've heard a lot, especially from, you know, clients and audience that, you know, they, they're like, oh, well, what do I do with them once I get them into the group? Like, you don't have to do anything with them. You have to connect with them. That's what you have mm-hmm. to do. Um, you know, I, I always tell my clients, stop talking at your audience. So true. Yes. Like talk to them, stop talking at them because it's, they don't, connect as well. If you're, you know, you're just spewing all of your knowledge at them. That's not, you know, that's not really an experience. That's you preaching. Yes. And we never, you know, as you think about people that you connect with, you never connect with someone that just talks all incessantly about themselves. Right. And so I like, always like, it's true. Right. Like, no, stay away. Don't talk to that person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> stay away. But it's so, it's very true. And I, I, you know, I often say to, to my students as well is like, seek to understand mm. versus seek to be understood. Yes. Yes. That's perfect. That's the perfect example right there. I actually just had a client call today um, where she was, you know, we were talking about her content and she said, well, I think I'm like, you know, being too harsh in some of my content and she's, you know, she's a weight loss coach. So, and not just a weight loss coach, she's an like emotional eating weight loss mm-hmm. coach. So a lot of the mindset and all of that, she's like, well, I'm always just talking about, you know, if they're feeling this, then this. And I'm like, well, how do you know they're feeling that? Like, have you talked to them? Have you, you know, put posts out there and asked them how they're feeling? Like, that's what they want. They want you to understand them. That's it. And then they want you to help them after you understand them. Absolutely. Yes. So true. And it's often overlooked. It's often overlooked because, you know, it's, I mean, part of the experience of being an entrepreneur is oftentimes, and especially in earlier stages is, you know, not feeling like, you know, not feeling like, you know, enough or being in comparison or feeling like you need to, uh, you know, look like the authority and, and really what the beauty of a Facebook group is that when you build a community for other people and bring other people together, you develop your own authority as a result of the community that you created based on on bringing other people together. And it doesn't have anything to do with you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You're just kind of like the facilitator. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, And you know, you share and you serve and you give value and yeah, you do, you make your offers in your Facebook group because those are the people that need you. They're there for a reason. Yeah. I mean, they've raised their hand to be in there. They've raised their hand in interest. They've raised their hand because they're interested in what it is that you're sharing. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it gives you the opportunity to really open up, to be able to, to be able to serve them. And, and, you know, I mean, sales, uh, a big mistake that I see people making with their Facebook group too, is, 
thinking that, you know, sales will just happen on their own based on just, you know, showing up and, and, and being a value. And you still need, you still need to orchestrate the experience to be able to move people to those offers. You still need to make those offers, but the, the core of it, when you have, when you've got an audience that really feels seen, they really feel heard. They really feel like you get them. They're tuned in, tapped in and turned on and paying attention to what it is that you're sharing. Yeah. And I think it's also important to remember to make your Facebook group part of that client journey, because if you're, you know, I have my clients kind of make a ladder. I, I call it the Ascension model, but sometimes when I say Ascension model, people look at me sideways. They're like, what is that? (laughs) So, so I just, I, sometimes I just call it the client ladder or the journey ladder. Um, You know, you have all your free things here. Um, including your Facebook group. And you have to work that into your marketing plan. You also have to work it into like your social media plan Um, and having everything work together so that they can climb the ladder with you is so important. And I think a lot of people, they open a Facebook group and then they're like, oh my gosh, this is too hard. Like I can't keep up with it. Well, are you keeping up with all your other posts? Are you posting all the other places? Then you can post in your Facebook group too, because you don't have to recreate the wheel every time you make a post. It doesn't have to be different. Just has to be uh, in your Facebook group. It should be just more engaging and more, um, you know, on a different level with your audience in your Facebook group than on your regular you know, Facebook page. Well, and this really brings, uh, you know, to a topic as oftentimes happens too, is that, you know, Facebook group posts often overcomplicate content. Mm. Mm. And, and so the best sort of engagement boosting pieces of content inside of your group are often one line, (laughs) one line or a question. Right. And it, it just is about keeping it and yes, having questions and having calls to action, but, but oftentimes it's, it's you know, and, and what happens is, and I know I felt this way originally too, when I first started my Facebook group, I felt that if I just gave more value, if I just poured more value, then people would see the value that I'm bringing to the table. Mm. And, and it does the opposite. Cause what happens is it, it people get confused and then they get overwhelmed and there's just too many things that are going on. And so then, you know, a confused mind never buys. And so mm-hmm. people, your people don't want a million steps. They just want clarity on what it is that they, what it is that they get to do next. And so having content inside of your, and so let's give some examples for a second too. If you're thinking about like content inside of your group, mm. like let's say, I'm just trying to think of what's one niche. What's one area that we could, we, we could talk about. Someone has a Facebook group on what topic, what topic uh, ph- photography, photography. Okay. So not that I know much about photography, but um, <laughs> let's say, let's say that we are talking about photography and let's say you're someone that is coaching other people with building up a photography business. Let's say we're talking mm-hmm. about that. Or actually, no, we're not. Let's not. We'll talk about photography and the, 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 the. We'll talk about taking pictures of that. So let's say lenses. I don't know. Lenses is coming up. Might be something mm-hmm. of like using certain lenses. It could be something about, um, you know. So maybe there's a whole week content that's talking about different lenses, and and so um, I don't know the problems with lenses, but let's just say one question might be 
how do you feel about the, you know, how do you feel about the quality of the of photos that you're taking with your current lens or something like mm-hmm. that? Now mm-hmm. it's like, it wasn't hard to answer, but now what's happening is when people are saying that they're sharing some of their emotional feelings that are associated with what it is that they're doing. Right. And, and it gives you the opportunity to be able to follow up with people. It gives you the opportunity for people to open up, right. It gives you the opportunity to create conversation around that. Now, if you're going to talk about that on one day, well, the next day might be, um, you know, the, the three biggest mistakes when shopping for your next lens. I don't, and again, mm. I don't know anything about this topic, so I'm making it up. Yeah. <laughs> and it may make sense or it may not, but <laughs> we'll go with it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's making sense. You're doing, you're doing great. Right. And then, and then, so that's an, another day talking about that. And then another day, okay, we're still keeping on, on the same subject. It's like, how do you know what's the right lens to use when based on the f- photo or whatever it is that you're trying to capture? And, um, how, and, and you could be asking people to share like what, how they make those decisions. If you want, like, tell us, like, tell, you know, share, how do you make the decision? How do you know which one, how are you choosing which lens you're using? And again, you're making it about them creating community and having them have conversation and able to see what other members are saying. And that has taken nothing from you sharing about teaching or anything like that. But then you can have one core piece of content that week that's basically speaking about it and maybe giving them some teaching or recommendations or pulling it all together for them that's giving them something tactical to run with it. But that didn't take a lot of time. You could have done the whole week's worth of posts in just a few minutes and then have your one sort of core piece of content. So I think that if, if, if it's less about, remember, like the, the opportunity is seek to understand people. If we want to understand people, we've got to get them opening up and we've got to get them sharing and we've got to get them talking. And, and if people aren't talking into your group, you're probably just not making it very easy on them to be able to share. And, mm. um, and it's also about really, you know, leading by example and, and, uh, and really teaching them how you want them to show up inside of your group as well. Yeah. So being vulnerable, I mean, vulnerable to a point where you're, you know, maybe sharing something that you already went through mm-hmm. and like maybe how you overcame it and then asking them, you know, have you ever felt like that? Or, you know, have you felt like this and how did you get through it? Are you going, are you in this right now? How can I help you? Or how can we help you as a group? Um, you know, and then that, I mean, that's great. And then like at the end of the week, you have all of these people talking back and forth to each other. You have all of these, you know, amazing words that they're using, their feelings, their emotions, their tactical things that they have done or are doing right now. And then you, like you said, you create this one piece of content, maybe at the end of the week, that's like, bang, you know, here's, here's some awesome stuff about how you can, get through this problem there you go done Mm. a week all done (laughs) yeah in like yeah and and really fast like that's just sharing something in the beginning of the week asking some questions throughout the week and creating that piece of content that will help them move through it at the end of the week there you go bang yes I, i also hear a lot um that it's hot. It, it seems like it's slow going for a lot of people to get engagement going in the group. 
like people will come in and I, you know, I'm so guilty of this too. I, I mean, I'm in like a bazillion Facebook groups. I have to literally go through every month and kind of clear out some Facebook groups mm-hmm. because I'm like, Oh, did I engage in this one this month? <laughs> you know I'm sure you know you know you're in a in a bunch too probably and I have to go through them and I'm like okay so you're definitely going to have lurkers right there are going to be people that are you know in your group see some of your stuff and just don't really engage just Mm -hmm. because uh, probably a couple reasons one they just they're you know busy scrolling and yours just kind of happens to be in their feed Two, they're not sure whether they want to share yet. Um, I, I think that's a big one because I, it, about a probably a year, two years ago, like I would join a Facebook group and I'm like, I'm not posting in there. No Absolutely. way. It's if people are worried they're going to have the right thing to say. They wonder like they have something that someone else doesn't need to say. And, and so, I mean, I think here's the, here's the challenge though, too, is I think people don't know how to actually measure engagement in their group. And so what happens is it's emotionally triggered as in, oh, are people liking my stuff and they commenting? And that's the, the measure of engagement inside in most people's minds in regards to their Facebook group. But your true measure of engagement is actually taking a look at your active members. And if you go into your group site insights, you can find out your active members as a percentage of your total members. And that's your true measure of engagement because th- those are people that are liking, they're commenting, they're engaging w- with your content, meaning that they're actually consuming, they're watching your videos, they're clicking read more on your posts. So they're actually consuming your content versus mm-hmm. just people that are if, just paying attention to the people that are likers and commenters. And you're going to have lurkers in there as well. And oftentimes I would say a lot of your buyers end up being lurkers behind the scenes that Mm -hmm. are kind of tuning in and watching stuff. And so when you look at your active members, that's really your true measure of engagement. It's it's quite uh, often shocking to people how many active members they have in the group that they didn't even realize. And in the meantime, they're worrying about, oh, I don't know if people are, are commenting or liking. So they stop and start with their content and then they're losing trust with the people that have been tuning in and watching, even though they didn't realize people are watching what it is that they're doing. And then when that happens and you break trust, then it's a lot harder to kind of build that back up and keep going again. So it's really important to be able to take a look at that. And, and also engagement until you get to about 500 members in your group, it's going to take more effort on your part to stir up engagement. It just is 500 Mm. members seems to be kind of a, a threshold where you really start to have more um, self-engagement and and it certainly can happen before then, but I would say that's kind of like the magic number. And so my, um, I always say to people like really focus on growth as much as possible as your biggest priority so that you get past that sort of, you have the opportunity to get past at least that hundred people mark hump fairly quickly. And Mm -hmm. then don't be so focused on everything that's going on in there until you really start getting the hang of the growth and the numbers and yes, be of service to them and yes, post in there, but just taking a look at that and and remembering that there's people that are always watching. Yeah. It's funny. You said a couple of things I want to point out there that, you know, same thing happened to me. I started, so I started off as a brand photographer, like five years ago, um, and moved into coaching Mm, about two years ago. Um, So I started a Facebook group when I 
you know, very first start was like at that in between, like, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm doing branding and I'm doing brand photography, but I know that I can help more people build their branding. Um, and so I opened a Facebook group and I don't know, I had like 20 people in there or whatever. And it was, you know, fine. I was posting and posting and posting and like nothing was happening and posting and posting and posting, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this was probably a really, really familiar story. Right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yep. Uh, And I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I was just like, Oh, you know, I'll get all these people in my Facebook group and we'll just talk about branding. Yeah. That's totally like, didn't work that way. Um, So I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Screw this. I'm just not going to do it anymore. And Mm -hmm. I just like left the group alone for like a year and then like really, you know, got into the coaching and um, was building that business. And I was like, oh, well, um, I'll just change the name of the group and start posting about coaching stuff, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which I mean, it worked, It, it did work, but I think it was because the people that were in there, you know, and I still talked about branding and stuff. Um, it just kind of, you know, it did, there was like 20 people. So it did kind of like reactivate. Some people left, some people didn't. Um, but you know, once I really knew who I was, knew what I wanted to do, like found my purpose, like not that photography wasn't a purpose because I, and I still do it. It's just a different avenue for the same purpose. Um, but I just still wasn't totally clear on who I really was as a one person to business owner. Right. Mm-hmm. So once I really figured that out, knew what my voice was, knew what I really wanted to provide people and help them and, and give them, that's when things just kind of like opened up and I was posting every day Um you know, mostly every day. Sometimes it was like, you know, at least three times a week I was posting in the group. I was in the group every day engaging and, you know, answering comments and whatever. Um, but yeah, once I really was comfortable with me and knew so what the true. heck I was doing, then that's kind of when the game changes. Like Absolutely. when you're when you're comfortable and you're like, Oh, okay. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have those moments where you're like, am I really good enough to do this? Like who the hell am I? All of those things. Like those things are going to pop up all the time, no matter what stage you're at, it just gets faster to shift because you've already done it before. And you're like, Oh yeah, that voice again. No, we're not listening to that one. We're going to go this way. You know? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like the poltergeist girl. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. With her hands on the TV, they're here, you know, Uh, (laughs) but I think that that's, you know, important too, that people know that, you know, you gotta, you gotta really be comfortable with who you are and what you're doing and what you're providing. And the, the gates open, like when that happens and you're like, Oh, this is really what I want to do. doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean it's going to be, or you're not going to make a mistake. It just means that you're more comfortable with you and what you're delivering. Yeah. And that and just then, comes with practicing your voice. And, and I really think that, I mean, when I've 
yeah, when I first started my Facebook group too, I just didn't, I don't know who that, what, what the heck I was really doing. I had some sort of an idea and, and it was through the group that I really discovered my voice and discovered what was in alignment and discovered what I wanted to do. And, and it's, and, and we don't want to hold back and get stopped from getting started waiting for clarity because clarity comes from action and it comes from getting started. So I love how your example is, is like, okay, you got started. And then there's these clues that you get to follow and you get to keep moving forward that you get to gain more and more clarity as you continue to go along. Um, But it's about getting started. That starts that journey. And it's about taking the next step and the next step. And you can't, you can't get to the top of the staircase without taking step by step by step all the way up there. And you can't see what's coming up ahead of you until you take that first, that first or next step. So yeah, I think it was great. Yeah. And I also found that, you know, that the group, the people in the group, like I was there for them as much as they were there for me. Yeah. Like we learned from each other. You know, I mean, they probably don't know that they taught me anything, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but they did, you know, and if you're open, you know, you got to be open enough to say, holy crap, like I'm getting certain things here because people are, you know, responding or not responding. And sorry, I just got to, had to take a drink because my throat just got all weird. Oh no. Oh, and I'm going to, and I'm going to cough. So hold on. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was trying so hard not to cough. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, sometimes we get caught up so much in that, like, well, I am, you know, I am this Facebook group owner. I'm supposed to be the leader. I'm supposed to know more, but it's okay for, you know, you to be like, Oh crap. Like, I can learn a lot from these people. Like it, you guys are in this together. This isn't, you know, yes, you are the expert in your space, but they're the expert in their space. What can they teach you? Absolutely. Very true. So this was an amazing conversation and you gave us a crap ton of really good tips. And I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this and, I would love to know, I know we talked about this before we started recording. So I hope you've had time to think about your question. So tell us how you felt when you just started out as an entrepreneur and you know, what, and you did talk a little bit about this saying like, you know, that there were times where you were like, oh my God, am I really cut out for this? Um, Like, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned? And what would you tell somebody that is learning that lesson right now? Yeah. I mean, it was one thing, there's just so many, so many incredible lessons as you go through the the business journey. And Mm. I think that, you know, I think that one of the biggest lessons that has come from as has really been about recognizing that your everything that you everything that you're doing is a reflection of mm. what's going on within your internal space right and and oftentimes the results that we have like the results that you have or don't have currently right now are a reflection of 60 90 days ago of what you're thinking and actions and started to be 
at that point in time that has brought you to where it is that you are today. Mm. And when we look at it from this perspective, it allows you to get really curious and allows you to be able to really tune in and start forward thinking of where it is that you get to go next as you're preparing yourself to be able to get to that next level. And I think that so often we put all of this pressure on ourselves like to this is going to be the one thing and when I do this thing and then it doesn't happen and then it's like oh it feels like you know you just you just you know got the rug yanked out from underneath you Mm -hmm. and and it's in those moments where it feels really frustrating and 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 I and I want you to look at it from the perspective of realizing that that um everything that you word is that you get to go is going to be a reflection of your internal world and your capacity to be able to handle it. And so if you are worried about what people are going to say, you're worried if people aren't going to buy, right? Chances are that resistance is going to be showing up where where people aren't buying or people are saying Mm -hmm. something. You think that people can't afford what it is that you have to offer. Then you're getting people that are saying they can't afford it. So your external Mm -hmm. world is always a reflection of what's going on within, with your internal world. And so if you're looking forward, forward thinking of where you want to be and you know, 90 days, six months, a year from now, who is it that you get to become on the journey to be able to make that inevitable? And how is that thinking or your, how is, how is that thinking different than the thinking that you currently have today? And that becomes the aim of the game is how it is that you get to up-level yourself so that you can up-level your results. Yeah. And it's all, it's like, what decisions, what decisions do I need to make today or how do I need to make the decisions that I make today in order to be where I want to be in that 60, 90 a year from now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Clapping over here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was great. That was a, that was an, an amazing tip. One of the best that I've heard. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christina, where can everyone find you on the interwebs? So the best place to find me where I do a lot of training videos and stuff is on my Deliver Your Genius page on Facebook. It's just where there's public page where there's lots of trainings and videos and stuff. So that would be my recommendation to go and find me there. And then I would love to invite those of you guys that are tuning in and, and, and listening as well, that if you're like, you know, I really like are excited about growing your Facebook group, then I do have a free gift for you guys. I do have these two grow your group checklists and it gives you the opportunity where I actually share all the things that I did to get to my first 2,500 members. And depending on when you listen to this, we've got a training series that is grow your group training series, free series that's coming up as well. So um, you have the opportunity to jump into that and join and have the opportunity to get moving. And I know that many of our, many of the people that have gone through the free training series have, have gotten their first 50, 100, um, even a few um, have had a couple hundred new members coming in or their first members coming into their Facebook group for the first time. So it might be fun to jump into action and get started. Cause like we were talking about, it's about taking action that greens mm-hmm. gives you the clarity. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. And I will uh, have those links and I will put them in the show notes and uh, we have all of your actually uh, links, Instagram, Facebook, website, Pinterest. <laughs> we have go. them all. <laughs> yes. Fully so loaded. Can, yes. <laughs> we are fully loaded. So Christina, thank you again for coming on and sharing 
you're a genius with us. I love that because it's like deliver your genius and you're sharing your genius. Um, I just love that name, deliver your genius. <laughs> That's a whole other story too. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm sure it is. Maybe we'll do a part two. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> yes. To be continued. Amazing. All right. So as always, anyone listening that, uh, I, we want to hear what your aha moments were. We want to hear what you thought about this episode. So screenshot you listening to this episode, whether it's you selfieing yourself watching this episode or listening to this episode or just screenshotting it on your phone, share it on your Instagram stories, tag us, tell us what you thought, send us a DM, show us some love because we love you and we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you think. Absolutely. So, Yes. Amen. All right. So Christine, again, thank you. And everyone, we will see you in the next episode.